Hello, and welcome to FaderCast episode one. I am currently in my rehearsal room and um, getting ready to rehearse for the show, probably the only show we do this year, which is in uh, in July. And um, after doing a, a bunch of episodes with my friend Danny in German, and a lot of people uh, emailing me that I should do stuff in English, uh, I decided, okay, come on, let's do FaderCast. And um, it's kind of difficult because I don't want to do it in a in a talk format where I need to meet with someone and, um, you know, sit and talk about a topic. But instead, I decided that I'll just record any sorts of things that are related to what's going on. And then in this year, which is the 15th, 15th year of uh, Faderhead, the first album came out 15 years ago. Um, and I decided to just, you know, document and let you let you participate and look into um, what I'm doing before the release of the next album, which has no title yet and which is going to come out, let me think, I don't know, November, December, late this year, because I'll probably need some time um, to get this all done. So what's my point here? My point is that this this podcast is going to be documenting this. Um, this whole process, and and just giving you my my thoughts about what's happening, why I'm doing things the way they're being done, and I hope that's going to be interesting. If you have questions, obviously you can send them in. If I am hanging out with people, we can uh, make little interviews if that's interesting, or um, you know we'll just do Q and A stuff and, and see what's going on there. So um, I'm now in the rehearsal room because. Uh, it's still five to six weeks till that show is happening, but I haven't done any sort of performing or um, stage kind of singing in over a year now. One year and, I don't know, three months or something. And um, what people don't understand is that the voice, vocal cords are muscles. And if you don't go to the gym for a year or longer, you will not be in any shape to perform for 90 minutes and um the kind of vocal stuff that i do online not online bullshit on stage um <laughs> uh, it's kind of like what do you call this high performance not because i'm a great singer but because the heavy stuff needs to stay heavy for 90 minutes like all the hard screaming vocals and um generally you want to be able to do that every night so um there are a bunch of things that need to be done. And I decided, okay, it's six weeks out. Six weeks is a good preparation phase for me because I also, due to the fact that it was winter most of the time, like weather was shit in Hamburg and the gyms were closed due to COVID, I haven't been you know, doing any kind of cardio or any of that stuff. So I know that I'm uh, not in, in great shape for performing because again, um, Running around on stage and yelling into a mic is a different type of thing than running and not talking. Like if you jog along and you talk, you notice that you get uh, problems with your diaphragm. You know, you get these stitches in the side of your of your like body, and um, these are some some things you have to remember that if you run around and jump around for ninety minutes and yell, that it needs to have some sort of how do you say that? 
Uh, there needs to be some sort of preparation for that. Your body needs to get used to that, all these kinds of things. And um, so the plan here is uh, to, for now, for now to just go do some vocal exercises first. Um, I do some Ken Templin, who's a great vocal coach. Ken Templin uh, voice exercises. And before that, I do Zen of Screaming um just you know shouting warm-ups which are two two different approaches and then i'll just go through about 20 to 25 maybe 30 minutes worth of songs especially the songs that i know really well because um what most people don't know is that many years ago i think 2003 or something i had a meningitis which almost killed me like literally five four or five hours away uh, from being dead including like uh, what do you call that? Uh, necrotic skin, like I had dead skin bumps on my, my arms and stuff like that. Um, and my short-term memory is really bad. So before shows, if there's a tour coming up, I really need a long time to get back into the songs and get back into the lyrics so that they go from short-term memory to mid-term to long-term memory. And um, if you don't know that, that's how memory does work in a way. This very, very simple explanation. You have short-term memory. If I tell you, be there tomorrow at 6 o'clock, you can remember that. But in a, a, a half a year from now, you don't remember when you were at what time usually. Then there's mid-term memory for things that you've done a few times. And then long-term for things that, you know, you've learned and you know how it works. And... Um, for me, it's important to get stuff into this midterm to long-term memory. And especially if the songs are newer, it's not enough for me to have done them a year ago. It doesn't work like that at all, which um, is a, a little bit of a pain in the ass. But you know, there's always stuff that stuff that doesn't work as well as you would like it to be. And I'm actually quite happy that I'm still alive and not dead. So I'll take that short-term memory loss thing. Um, it gets worse when I drink, which is one reason also why I don't drink as much at, anymore as I used to, because it, um, you know, helps a lot with uh, vocal, like lyric recall on stage. Um, also helps with singing. Uh, <laughs> so what I'm doing now is these warm ups, and then I go through these songs, and then I am going to bike back to my house because the rehearsal room is only about 20 minutes by by bike. And I decided, you know, why not use, now that the weather is better, why not use the, the time from and to the rehearsal room, which by car is literally two minutes. Um, uh, why not use that to get some cardio work in, you know, get warmed up so that when, when I get in here, I can pretty much start right away. Uh, yeah, that's for, for, that's this for now. And I'll uh, report back when I'm done with this, with this rehearsal. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. Um, I'm actually pretty happy with how that went. Before I went here, I texted, uh, York and said, I will now go into the, uh, you know, the valley of shame, um, and, you know, embarrass myself during the rehearsal, the first rehearsal in over a year. And uh, we, we made some kind of jokes about it. Uh, but, you know, everyone knows that uh, you have to uh, embarrass yourself if you 
do something new or if you re redo something you haven't done in a long time, it's never going to be as good as, as it used to be. And um, But it didn't go as badly as I thought it would go. So uh, what did I do? I did my warm-ups um, and then I did uh, the Acid Witch, Generation Black, Fistful of Fuck You, a terrible version of Night Physics and Escape Gravity. So that's about, I don't know, 25, 25 minutes. And um, it works really well. Like, I only forgot about half the lyrics, <laughs> which is much better than I thought. But, I mean, you see there's songs like Generation Black that we've played forever, um, where even there I mixed up stuff. And uh, so there's a lot of things that need, will need to be fixed in the next six weeks, but that's okay. Uh, physically, it wasn't terrible. Um, what's going to be very interesting is that show is in a round, on a round stage. It's like a circus type stage where only like the back, the back quarter or something uh, is not um, available to the audience. Otherwise, the audience is going to be sitting almost, let's say, 270 degrees around uh, the, the, the musicians, around the stage. And... Uh, well, sitting, standing, whatever. And um, so that was an interesting thing, just being in, in the rehearsal room, which is just a small room with a drum set that my friend Yarek owns. And um, just, you know, thinking about how to incorporate people when they are, you know, on all sides of you and not just in front of you. Because it's very, it's a lot easier if you know where where the audience is and how to perform for the audience when they're in front of you and not everywhere. Well, um, this is going to be very interesting, a little bit of a challenge, and uh, challenges are good. So let's see how this develops. I'll keep you updated. Hey, hello. Um, just wanted to record this real quick. It's Tuesday night, really late, and um, I'm finished in the studio uh after i was already finished an hour ago and then had an idea and um came back to the studio turned everything back on and you know quickly just recorded an idea which was really really nice and um i just wanted to uh, weigh in on the on the fact that sometimes you have to really recognize in your head when it's worth writing an idea down or working on an idea that just came up, even if it might be inconvenient. But um, people try to be creative when they have to be creative instead of being creative when they are creative. And um, so, yeah, I'm really stoked about this idea. I think it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to sound massive and uh, I'll check it out tomorrow again. Hello, it's Thursday evening, and um, I just spent a lot of time yesterday and today fleshing out that idea that I had on Tuesday, and it's um, really, it really became a track that I really like. And um, when I think on Thursday, on Tuesday, I said something like, "You have to get into the studio or write your idea down when it happens, so that you have it for later." Um, now what what happens was happened was that uh i already had a song on the 
in the in the list of demos for the album. It's been there for a long time. It was one of the first songs that I thought was good enough because I really liked it. I would want to put it on the album, which had kind of like an and one meets Faderhead style, you know, vibe. And um, this new one sounds much darker and heavier. And that one will replace the and one meets Faderhead uh, track. And um, the new one will get the type of lyrics that would have been on the old one. So basically the title stays and the music changes completely because the new one that's much heavier and darker it um, fits much more with the rest of the album. So uh, I decided that would be a good good thing to do. And um, what I wanted to point out is that you should never be afraid to, to, you know, delete something and get rid of something if you have something better. There's a, <laughs> there's a Metallica documentary. I, I'm not sure which one it is. They have a few. Um, but they they play some music to Lars Ulrich's uh, father, who's this old uh, tennis player, and he sits there with like a big white beard. He looks a little like like I don't know, an old hippie, a monk or something. And they ask him, uh, "What do you think of this?" And he says, uh, "Well, if I was your advisor and you'd ask me what to do with it, I would say delete that." And <laughs> this this uh, this little line, delete that has been one of my go-to favorite lines to, to say um, over the last years. And so so I deleted the old one. I, I didn't totally delete it, but I removed it from the album. And the new track, the Tuesday night track, that was just a tiny little idea back then. Uh, yeah, it's uh, one of the new heaviest songs on the album, and I'm really happy about it. So uh, very, very successful week in terms of that so far. And... Uh, Next up, I'll write the Friday newsletter for the Patreon group and uh, finish off the day. Good morning. It's Friday morning, 5.30. Summer is always the time when I start getting up at 4.30. I just wake up that early. So I tend to go to bed earlier which I did not do last time. Anyway, sorry. Um, I got a text message from Enrique Jesus Hernandez, uh, who I'm working with. Very, ta- very talented singer from Los Angeles. Uh, he asked me what I thought about the demo, and it turned out uh, he didn't get my email that I sent him back, I don't know, 10 days ago or something. Um, so I copy pasted the email and, uh, my feedback was that it reminded me of him being desperate in El Paso, Texas in 1856. And then we had a little chat about what I liked about the demo, uh, what I didn't. So, um, we came up with a plan that, um, that he will go back to, uh, singing a new version of the demo that sounds less desperate. I, I said his vocals sound a little desperate. And I will go and um, fix the music to make it a little more melodic in the chorus and maybe, uh, you know, work, work some shit out. And then 
and we'll see where that goes. 5.30, that's what you do. Friday, 11.06. Um, I'm back at the rehearsal room because, uh, you know, I want to get back into it. I took uh, a few days off after Monday, just for time reasons. And uh, simply because in the beginning, it's like better to have your voice rest a little more after um, some strenuous singing or whatever you want to call it. Um, today is another prep day for the show in Gelsenkirchen on uh, July 7th, 16th. Sorry. And um, this prep also includes sorting out the light because uh, the circus where the show is comes with very, very minimal light. And whenever I've seen um, a video of bands that played there without their own light setup, uh, it kind of looks not so good, let's say it. Um, I know we're, we're a strong live act, but um, I've, I've had some offers from uh, from uh, light companies, and they, they, those offers are basically <laughs> um, almost the complete amount of money that we get, which is obviously impossible. So today is another day of talking to more light rental people and see what can be what can be had for the um, for <clears throat> sorry for the amount of money that we are being paid. Usually, the payment for for a show like that is split into a set fee which is called the guarantee that's the money that you get doesn't matter how many people show up and then um uh, above that there's something called a door deal and that door deal means from a certain amount of tickets sold that's usually the point when uh the break even of the show has been reached so that the the organizer has made all of his money back that he invested before from that, you get a percentage of the ticket. That could be 60%, that could be 40%, it could be 70%, doesn't matter. In our case, the, the break-even point is uh, exactly at the amount of tickets where um, uh, where the the max capacity for the for the circus is. Not because the, there couldn't be more people in it, but because of COVID. And so my budget is really, let's say it's really tight, with the way it's working right now, I'm uh, losing money on the show personally, which I don't care about. It's fine. It's not that much money um, because obviously I want to pay everyone who's working there. So it's it's a little bit of a struggle to fit in the extra lighting. Um, and uh, we'll see. I like challenges like that because um, yesterday I talked to Rico Münzer, who is... Uh, a uh, very good light, in, light engineer. He worked for Covenant. He worked for Solarpeg, lots of other bands. <clears throat> and he um, he explained some things to me that I had no idea about. So this problem, in air quotes, um, of not knowing what to do with the light situation there um, forces me to think and learn more about light. And um, that could be just simple things from knowing how expensive light rental can be. Um to just you know knowing what each light actually does and what what it looks like, so these kinds of things, especially if they're kind of um, in a six week 
distance so that it can be taken day by day and, and I can't uh, talk to a lot of people. That kind of problem I really like because in the end, um, I usually manage to find people that work well or that can help me with it. And I also learn a lot. So that's, uh, that's a good problem to have. Now rehearsal. Well, well, that wasn't that wasn't terrible at all. I'm very surprised, actually. Uh, what did I do? I did uh, the Acid Witch, Generation Black, Fistful of Fuck You. I didn't do Night Physics because I have zero idea what the lyrics are. Literally, even after thinking about it, I didn't do the other side of Doom because same thing. Can't remember anything. Um, Escape Gravity was very good. Whoops, there's something playing in the background. Uh, when the Freaks came out, very good. And then I finished... Oh, no, I did more. I did Know Your Darkness and Vanish. And then I finished with uh, Destroy, Improve, Rebuild, which uh, was kind of a nice, uh, heavy finisher. So I think that's going to be my set for next week, too, just to get into the half-hour kind of thing. And then I just add half an hour every every week, so that in the end, we're going to probably end up by 90 minutes, something like that. And since it's 15 years of Fader Hit, it makes sense to have songs from all years, probably from all albums. I'll see how that goes. But uh, for today, I'm really happy. I thought it would be much worse. Usually with the first one, which wasn't terrible, um, if it wasn't terrible, then the second one is really bad. But I'm, uh, I'm experiencing what I said in the beginning that uh, some of the lyrics are actually in mid or long term memory. So when I get, you know, focusing on them, and or not, the other way around, when I don't focus on them, they come back. But unfortunately, that's not with many songs. That's with uh, stuff like Know Your Darkness, Destroy, Improve, Rebuild, things that I've done millions of times. Anyway, very happy. This show is going to be fucking good. I'm very uh, excited for it. All right, that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. And uh, if you have any questions or suggestions, just email me at contact at faderhead.com. You can also find me, obviously, on Instagram um, at faderhead underscore official and everywhere else under just faderhead. Please be a friend and tell a friend about this podcast. And uh, until next time. Fader 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 Fader